Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. So we have a new assignment this week. There is a voice that doesn't use words. Listen, Rumi. Don't try to comprehend with your mind. Your minds are very limited. Use your intuition. Madeline Long. The intuitive recognition of the instant, thus reality, is the highest act of wisdom. D.T. Suzuki. We're all familiar with the still small voice, that tug of sensation that signals the wisdom operating beyond the realm of reason and logic. We often override this inner guidance, this compass of the heart, so programmed are we to heed the louder voices of conditioned knowing. The intelligence that animates all has a voice and vocabulary of its own. Calibrating to its nuance and clarity is a lifelong practice of paying attention. It's a turning away from the cacophony in conditioned mind and cultivating an inner stillness, receptive to the sparkling sagacity of the moment. We sometimes call the still small voice intuition. This knowing cannot be explained, and yet it contains the kernel of everything available to be known in the here now. We're frequently surprised by its practical and specific suggestions and the extent to which the information delivered is precisely customized for my immediate circumstances. Insight is perhaps its most robust flavor, but the magic of the still small voice appears to be in the comprehension that arrives in a condensed instant. Like most other things, it's subject to ego takeovers, the flash of intuition, the queasy sensation, the dropping in, either being completely ignored or warped in the labyrinthine channels of figuring out meaning-making and dualistic debate. Trusting the still small voice is developing an intimacy with existence, a practice of recognizing and identifying with our true nature as the wisdom of conscious, compassionate awareness. This week, our practice is to notice the still small voice, just to be aware of it. The assignment is not to act from it, figure out what it's saying, decode its message, or understand its instructions. The assignment is simply to be here, attentive, present, and receptive, when intuition speaks, and of course, to RL. All right. What a perfectly lovely assignment. (laughs) Indeed it is. Here's our first scholar. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Good morning. It's Jodine in California. Good morning, Jodine. What you seeing? Um, well, I absolutely love this assignment because I feel like um, I've been in this lifelong, um, well, relationship with the still small voice, right? Um, and um, and it's something that I think that ego tries to co-opt. That's right. So. It just before you go too much past that clarity, that still small voice is what you are, right? It's what we are speaking directly to us. And so, of course, yes. ego wants to take that over because if, like very small children, <laughs> we just simply operated out of what we are, 
then uh, ego would not stand a chance. It has to take us out of that clarity, put us into its world of either or, its world of opposites, its world of duality, in order to stand a chance. And it's good at it, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, thank you for that um, for that insight. Um, because... Uh, I tend to get I tend to get lost in like, oh, is 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 that the still small voice and ego's trying to grab it like, and then yeah. ego's grabbed it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Now I can drop that and get back to this here now. Yeah. 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 But so it's, the, not, it, it's so good go what ahead. you're pointing at because that's how subtle it is and that's how quick it is. Well. Right? We're smart people. We want to, wow, yeah, what, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is this is just so, I'm going off in my head and all these, um, I guess that, so the, so one experience I have is I feel the still small voice in my body or I, or I feel something that I've kind of said, or I've kind of realized, hmm, you know, that's that's a communication, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I project, you're aware that that requires a great deal of care, <laughs> right? Because the temptation to make meaning out of the labels that go with sensations. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the trick is um you know, oh, there's that there was that sensation. Um That's right. You know, does that mean I should ha ha ha? Um that's right. So And so I can I give you a can I give you a meaning for it since we're gonna look at all these things that we're ultimately going to let go anyway, what it can mean is time to drop all thinking, time to get in the space between the thoughts, time, time to get to this here now. That's, that's the meaning that can be associated with those sensations. Oh, great. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to have a step of something to do, isn't it? Something to do, right? Because because I just go into my head, you know. I go into the That's thoughts. Right. So That's right. we do, yeah, yeah. But there is no right. well, which, you know. There is no. It, it's a, it's a sensation, and um, yeah, and it's not really yeah. saying. Um, yeah, maybe it's just saying be here. Yes, or or it's just your experience of being alive, and ego. Mm glommed on to that as well. Mm. Yes, great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Jody. Thanks, Jody. Sorry, Sherry, there's a little bit of a delay. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Loren in Connecticut. Hey, Loren. Hi, Ashini. Um, so uh, let's see. 
I um, looking at the piece of the write-up that's about how sometimes the still small voice is, you know, very practical guidance, and I have that experience sometimes where it just drops in, oh, yeah, you know, um, remember to to do that thing. But one of the things I've been seeing most recently with everything we've been practicing leading up to this week uh, with the reflecting and the counting is that the most common thing that the still small voice reminds me of is that there's nothing wrong. Mm, Yes. Mm-hmm. That is still that yes, there's so many flavors of the still small voice, but for you, the most most consistent message is that there's nothing wrong. And you know, Lauren, when you look at this, the, what the consistent message is of ego, there is something wrong. <laughs> there's, a, there's a way in which that is the experience of being here. There is nothing wrong. It's just simply how it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I I mean, I think um, at the start of when I first um, started practicing with our practice, that idea that there could be, that there was nothing wrong, there was a lot of resistance to that. And I had a lot of, um, you know, just faith and willingness. So I would go, I really don't know how it's possible that there's nothing wrong because (laughs) isn't there, you know, isn't, isn't the fact that this whole ecosystem system is operating means that there's something wrong that we have to practice with this all the time or, you know, whatever it is, there was so much conversation and, um, you know, I love that where we've built up to in this year long retreat is, you know, that, that there's really almost, we've practiced with so much of the content and the processes that we're just really practicing with, okay, there's really nothing left to do, but just practice being here and um, my experience, if, even if there's been conversation or suffering going on, when I practice with the assignments that we're given, that, that is one of the, the, like I said, the most consistent thing that drops in is like, wow, there, there really is nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's so beautifully stated, right, Loren, because there is a trajectory. When we arrive at practice, it's the... Uh, the, the, the first line of the eight noble truth, right, the com, uh, compassionate comprehension that dissipates delusion, it's the knowledge that there must be more than this world that brings us to this practice. Because my experience is, of, my experience is there's something wrong. There's, it's just like, okay, well, there has to be something more than this. I don't know it for myself, but I'm willing to show up and practice because that's my intuition. So the intuition of there's nothing wrong prompts us, prompts us to look at the assumption that there is something wrong. And we keep showing up and we keep doing the practice until, until it slips, right? That the context of our context becomes there's nothing wrong. And, and when, that, when that something wrong arises, it's what we look at as what we have to transcend or practice with. The assumption flips. The, the root assumption slips. So it's almost like coming home to ourselves. We start out with the not knowing of what we know to arrive at the knowing of what we know. Mm-hmm. And therefore then, as you say, at the, end of that, at, the, at the end of that loop, there's nothing else to do except be. That's all we get to practice with. 
because that's all there is. <laughs> through all of those places where we keep coming up against content that, that signals there's something wrong. So I work through that content, let it go, let everything that is ego around it until I arrive the un, to the unconditional in that encounter. And I keep doing that until at some point the majority of my experience is the context of well-being from which something wrong might arise, but then I recognize it for what it is and use my tools to get to what's beyond that. Yes, exactly. And I've been having, I've been watching this process the last few weeks of um, having hesitance to put myself in the queue because it was sort of like, you know, I was just going along and doing the assignments and, and you know, often able to get to that experience of, of there's nothing wrong, but I didn't, you know, what Ego was saying is that I didn't really have anything um, specific to say or to talk about or, you know, it was kind of keeping me from putting myself in the queue. And then I'm so grateful the new session of Reflective Listening Buddies started yesterday and I realized, you know, that I actually did have plenty to say about about that, but from you know, from ego's point of view, if there's if there's nothing wrong, if there's not a specific thing to say that I saw, you know, then then there's nothing to talk about, which um, it was proven proven wrong yesterday and today. So, yeah. yes, and may I before I let you go, Lauren, I want, there's something that's so important about that, right? So, I mean, all we're ever doing, first of all, is to transcend that ego voice because what constantly proving it to be a lie, right? Because if, if there's any, anything, if we listen to it at any point, then basically we know we're not listening to the still small voice. So regardless of what it says, the practice becomes not believing it. And so you have that experience of, okay, don't put yourself in the queue because ego only wants to talk about what's wrong. And so your condition for being in the queue is to talk about what it's doing. If you, and what you saw around it and transcending it, and if not, there's no subject to a conversation. But the most important thing is life has always something to say. It, it, there's no condition for life to speak because it simply says what's here and what's here. There's, a, there's, a, there's more information in the moment than we can ever speak about. We can talk about what we love, what we're grateful for, uh, what makes us happy, our happiness, the quality of our existence. I mean, we could fill roomfuls and biscuits full, I mean, the tape recorders full of all of those things. And so to recognize that uh, life, is, life has always something to say, it just won't push for it like ego does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we want yeah. to have, once we get to that place of being, we learn to cultivate listening to life and talking from life rather than uh, uh, looking at ego and talking about ego. And that's a shift also. It doesn't mean there's nothing to say. Yeah, thank, thank you for, for laying it out that way. And, and yeah, what life wanted to say today is, is that there's nothing wrong. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it, yes, and I just want to say, even saying, hi, this is Loren, I'm practicing, is a signal of existence because there's nothing more essential than being alive and saying that. Mm-hmm. That's what being is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just being here. Thank you. Thank you. 
So, so uh, there was something in that conversation that <laughs> I, you said it so fast uh, that uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure this is exactly what you said, but uh, the gist of it is that awareness practice is letting us know what we have known but didn't know that we knew. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Right? That that uh, I, I don't know exactly how you said it, but that's that's it. We start out, we know, or we wouldn't start practicing awareness. We know, but we don't know that we know in the same way that the still small voice is constantly talking to us and guiding us, but it gets overridden and we learn to ignore it and not hear it and all of that. So we do know. We know exactly. And this whole process that we go through is proving that what we think is true is not true and what our hearts have always known is in fact true. And what Loren said <laughs> that comes down to is the constant realization that there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, really, truly. All right, here's our next caller, Shay. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Chris calling from Boston. Hey, Chris. Hi, what Sherry. So I'm seeing from kind of the the process of ignoring uh, the yammer to be here for the still small voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's what it is, isn't it? That's that's what's required of it. And it's <laughs> the image that keeps coming is of you know we're I'm in a room, and uh, all these people come in and just start talking and talking and trying to get my attention, and that's what <laughs> that's what's required of me is to is to be here despite the until they get bored and go away. <laughs> Yes, which they never will. So it, that's why it's essential that you are developing that skill of listening, right? So the image I had when you laid that out was uh, that you're in a you're in a room and there are you know uh, 93 television sets going, um, and and there is a voice talking to you directly from your heart to your heart about you and about what is and what is so. And you're you're required to not give attention to that din. And in addition, you're required to, um, to develop your ability to listen such that that din actually goes away and the only thing you are tuned into is the clarity. Wow. And I'm on, I'm on a bit of a kick with the um, Life is Retreat. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just all of that. And, that was good one, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's why I'm here now on this call is because content came up that turned on all the TVs, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. maybe made a mistake at work. Oh, no, lots of voices going on about that, which 
And then somehow um, I picked up the phone to get on the retreat. And so I can say even from the trenches, it's possible. <laughs> you can always get oh, with a still small voice. Yep. That's exactly right. That's it. That's exactly right. Because whether a mistake, in quotes, happened or didn't happen, uh, you, you, you don't want to you don't want to leave the retreat. You want to take advantage of whatever happens in life to help, in this case, him, uh, be free and happy. Right. And that's, you know, it's almost like the process angle because the volumes go, you know, TV's turning on, volume's going up. And then rather than getting lost in the show, um, I'm like, oh, Huh. Volume seems to be going up here. Let's um, let's reach for a practice tool. That's right. I, I I've got to I've got to listen more closely because it really is. It, 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 again, those those voices are not going to go away. Ego, as far as we can tell, is always going to be there seeking a, an opening. Right? It's that mm-hmm. mosquito trying to get into your tent. Right? <laughs> um, and so that's always going to be there. But what we're learning to do is focus so um, exactly on what it is that we want to uh, experience mm. that that's all that exists for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you I know, can say... Oh, here's a, go ahead. Oh, and then you can say, thank you for the workshop because I get to practice that even more. Wonderful. <laughs> Exactly so, exactly so. So the other image that you might enjoy, Chris, is um, you, you know, you're out uh, on a date with somebody that you, that you are really into, mm-hmm. okay? really excited about this, right? And you're in a noisy restaurant, <laughs> and you don't even know they're serving food, right? right. That's, the, that's the level of focus that we're bringing to the still small voice so that, yeah, it's all there, but as far as we know, it's not because it's not getting any of our attention whatsoever. Yes. Wow. Eyes fixed on divinity. Eyes fixed on God. Exactly so. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Lisa in Pennsylvania. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Um, well, I, I noticed uh, something uh, with this. Um, uh, I'm going to say just a little bit of content because I think it will help me. Uh, explain the process that I saw. So um, I was in a grocery store and I have a commitment to some healthy eating that I'm working with. And um, I got to this one part of the grocery store that is a big weakness for me. It's like the very uh, pretty donuts (laughs) covered with icing. And um, and what I noticed is uh, because I've been committing to, to really paying attention to things um, lately, what I noticed was the first impulse was a conditioning voice of like, walk past it, don't look, don't even look, don't even look at them, don't, you know, don't, you know what I mean? Like this real loud, like, like, don't, 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 off, off limits, off limits, off limits. And like, I noticed that big impulse. And then there was this other voice 
you know, kind of in the background of like, just just look, like just just really look at them. And so I did. Like I spent some time like really looking at donuts, you know, <laughs> like really looking at like the blue icing and the pink icing and the candy and like, and then um, I noticed that like just really spending time like really looking at the donuts. And then there was kind of like a, do I want that, you know? And and then there was a, you know, I I don't, you know, I, I don't I don't want the feeling that I get when I eat them. You know, it was like a whole thing. Like yeah, they'd be delicious or whatever, you know, tasty or something. So it was kind of like this whole this whole thing unfolded. And what I saw in that was, so I think that my condition pattern is to that I'm, that I have to kind of like create a lot of noise because I can't trust that if I stop and really look. Um, conditioning doesn't want me to do that. Con- conditioning tries to convince me that I can't trust the still small voice. Like it would have the ability to be there to drop in with information, right? Or life could drop in. And I, I notice it. I think it's a pattern of mine that's pretty ingrained of like, we're just not going to look. We're going to keep your head down and just don't even look because the still voice is not even allowed to, to talk, right? Like it's, it's like a weird protective pattern that of course is not really protective. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So if I may reflect what you're saying, right, Lisa, and, and sort of frame the process context is that's how you've been conditioned. It you have to be punished into into what's good for you. Otherwise right. you can't be trusted. So mm-hmm. discipline implies deprivation. If you look, you are going to be that bad person and given to the impulse. And so let's make sure that you don't you avoid, you suppress, you repress, you get controlled around what takes care of you because you can't be trusted. And it's so interesting to note that, 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 that when ego responds, it sets up the duality because now you're, you are, okay, I want to, but I don't want to. There's so much suffering involved because that very punishment orientation creates the tension of I want to and I don't want to, and then eventually something wins, right? In order for you to feel bad, you have to give in to the impulse and then get beaten up around it. And so that mm-hmm. entire sequence is a, con- is a construction for the uh, feeling bad, the self-hate, the battering cycle, and everything. And what you noticed is if you, if you just watch that happen and stay with it, and what those and and go with the still small voice. The still the still small voice actually says, "Look at it, right? Because mm-hmm. stay with you, stay with the intelligence that's you, and come from that place of trusting what you will see and choose from that place of awareness, rather than the place of there's something wrong with you and you've got to be punished into obedience. It's not mm-hmm. resist your natural impulse, but train your, uh, your intuition to, to, to make the right choice for you. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's making a change for good. It's compassionate self-discipline, not yeah. punishment. Yeah, and, and, and yes. And what struck me was when I recorded and listened about it, what, what really hit me was like that I have to look, right? That like, Yes. That the assumption about the donuts being evil <laughs> or whatever um, is not real. That's not where it's at, right? Like, so, like, look at the donuts. Like, look at whatever it is. You know, um, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have to. Yes. If I'm paying attention, then I'm opening up the passageway. Is what I think I'm discovering. It's not. 
Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> it's not, yes. You, 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 you can't, it's not an act of will, right? And that's what ego wants to make it. It's an act of will. You, you have a weak will in order for you to uh, transcend that, in order for you to be will, willful in not choosing the donuts, the donuts have to be labeled as something bad. And yet, in your experience, they're not bad, they're not evil, they're actually absolutely delicious. It's a choice as to whether that, that's what you want to choose. You have to be yeah. with the donuts as they are and be with you as you are in relationship with them and have an expanded awareness to get in touch with why you don't want to eat something delicious, even though it tastes absolutely marvelous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, last the thing, intelligence just, in the choice, not the discipline in the choice, right? Yeah, and I, I, one last thing is just that there was no regret afterwards. Like in the past, if I had walked by them, I have had that experience of like later on, I'm obsessed with donuts, right? Like I just want mm-hmm. a donut later on, and and mm-hmm. and this time there was really none of that, and I think it was because of exactly what you were talking about. You know, it just it was it wasn't will. It was it was you know it's from my heart, like it, and it was just a it, 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 there was not a lot of chatter about it in the end, you know? Yes, I do know. And I, what dropped in when you said that, right, Lisa, is because the, if you're in the conditioned world about, in order for you to be a good, right person, you, you've got to keep this commitment towards sugar, you're a bad person if you do, if you're a bad person if you don't, whatever that, that conditioning is, it all comes from deprivation, right, feeling mm-hmm. bad, regret. Whereas when you're looking at the donuts and you're in your heart, as you said, and when you slow down, when you're looking, then when you move into your heart, you're coming from a place of wholeness. So there's nothing to regret because I'm not, I'm not trying to fulfill something externally that I feel deprived of uh, in order to be the good person because I'm not. <laughs> it's that coming from wholeness provides a completely different experience because regret does not exist in a place where desire is un- unfulfilled. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. You take care. Mm-hmm. Kasha. Well, that's another one of those. It's, it's the whole deal. Right, because as long as I have to be punished and watched and controlled, I'm getting a lot of information that I'm the wrong person. But as you two got to, when I when I face things and I look to my heart, then the heart makes really good choices for the for the human being. Did I go away? I guess so. No, Sherry, you're here. I think I went away. Sorry. I was just oh. going to say, I was reflecting what you were saying, which is, it's what Lisa was pointing to, that part of what we're being encouraged to do, both with Chris and Lisa's uh, observations, is to slow down, to trust, to yeah. go inward, to, to, to yeah. sort of uh, turn down the chatter volume and turn up the little the stillness volume so that I could listen yeah. to and be with the intelligence that animates and comes from there. Yeah. Because when I when I can trust when I can trust when I can trust my authentic nature, yeah. There's just <laughs> we're back to Lorraine. It's really clear there's nothing wrong. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, the theme that seems to be, right, Sherry, that there's nothing wrong with the opposite of what ego says, which is there's something wrong all the time. And when I, and what Lisa pointed to is the, the, the conversation is meant to make us distrust our authenticity and yeah. trust the ego yeah. process. Yeah. So that's what it's dissing all the time. Don't stop. Don't listen. Don't pay attention to that which is animating you because you can't, you're untrustworthy, not you are supremely yeah. trustworthy because you are existence itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so big. It, it, it really is the whole, the whole uh, spiritual issue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, very exciting. So uh, yes. more to come, huh? For this week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ms. Right. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Go happy.